We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Rescuers radio show ministry. Heard uh, at Faith Talk 1360 every Thursday at 530 at faithtalk1360.com as well. And our podcasts are everywhere, Spotify, iPod, Instagram, just just, uh, dial in... uh, Rescuers Radio Show, and you'll find us. So I have a great guest here to start off uh, the morning and um, or afternoon or evening, whatever time it is when you're tuning in is the, I, the time we are. So <laughs> um, my guest is Dr. Douglas Brooks, no relation, I don't think, Regional Director of the West for Corporate Chaplains of America, and so much more that we're going to be learning about from Doug, uh, from Doug, and for him as well. So, uh, good morning, sir. Good morning, Art. Thanks for having me on. I oh, appreciate it. So nice. So happy, happy to have you on uh, Rescuers Radio Show. And uh, I'd like to get started, as I do with all my guests, uh, to figure out a little bit for our audience who you are. And uh, so, if you would share uh, your a little bit of your backstory. And uh, and how did you get here? Sure. Well, I'll try to truncate it. Uh, I know we are we have limited amount of time. So uh, I got saved when I was 12 years old and uh, uh, was blessed that uh, that my dad actually uh, came came to Christ on the, on this very same day in the very same service. Wow. And uh, he modeled uh, discipleship. He modeled uh, the being the primary faith trainer. Uh, at our home. And uh, I remember that uh, Admiral Bill Carpenter, a very good friend of ours from our church, would uh, would come over every Wednesday evening uh, straight from the Pentagon. I grew up in D.C. Metro. And uh, my mom would fix dinner and uh, my dad and, and, and Admiral Carpenter would sit there across from each other at the table and uh, and, and go through the Bible and, and, and talk about the word of God and dad would uh, dad would pass that on to us. And, uh, you know, as as I grew up, always serving somehow, you know, whether it's cleaning the church. And when I became a young adult, uh, my wife and I would teach the little kids. And I, I grew into being a, a Sunday school teacher and director of Sunday school in, in various opportunities uh, in various churches. But in 2006, uh, I, I led sales organizations, business and, you know, director of sales, uh, sales trainer, that, that sort of thing. But in 06, I just felt like uh, that the Lord was calling me to to more, 
And so uh, I felt like he was calling me to vocational ministry. And I say vocational ministry because, uh, you know, every, we're all in full-time ministry. So it's not like yeah. uh, that I wasn't already in full-time ministry, but vocational ministry. And I left my career of over 20 years and went back to, uh, to school, got my undergraduate in biblical counseling, the Master of Divinity, Biblical Studies, and the Doctor of Ministry in Church Leadership, Church Administration. I've been pastoring churches for the last 10 years and uh, preaching and, and teaching and mentoring and, and leading folks uh, in, in that capacity. More recently, as, as you introduced me, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've become uh, affiliated with this organization, Corporate Chaplains of America, and I'm blessed to be uh, the regional director and chaplains report to me all over the 17 state area there in the West. And I, I see that as an overseer role. So uh, that that's kind of the backstory. Yeah, me. Nice. Uh, I have to ask, what hospital in the in D.C. were you uh, born in? Uh, the old Alexandria Hospital. Oh, okay. I asked that question they, because they, they took a wrecking ball to it, and and there's a new one. But uh, but that, I was in the old one. I, I asked that question because my wife was born in D.C. at the um, Columbia Hospital for Women. I think the name of it was. Up on Twenty Fourth Street Northwest, and uh, and um, anyway, I also have another friend that was born in that same hospital, but it's gone now too. I think it's all condos now. <laughs> <laughs> the way the way of it of life, you know. So um, so you spent a lot of time in in, in corporate America as uh, in IT and sales and marketing. Uh, what motivated you to turn to ministry? Well, the Lord. I mean, it was, uh, it was <laughs> that always does. Very, it, doesn't yeah. it? That's why I'm here <laughs> uh, doing the rescues radio know, show. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and, uh, you know, we all, we all have our experiences, uh, you know, when, when you, when you realize, uh, what the Lord's called you to and so mm-hmm. forth, uh, you know, but, uh, uh, make a, make a long story short. I mean, it's years oh, of, uh, <laughs> of the Lord, uh, you know, just, uh, we, went from uh, when, when we had our, our children, we, we realized my wife and I were both uh, career oriented folks. And we realized, you know, that is, that is not the, the family model. Uh, you know, we, we need to be more family centric and we need to be the primary faith trainers for our children. And, uh, you know, I mean, everyone has their own, their own set of circumstances, but uh, we, we felt led to, uh, to have, my wife become the stay home mom. And so uh, through the course of events that the Lord provided and us trying things our way, <laughs> you've heard that <laughs> uh, the Lord, the Lord led us uh, to, to these circumstances where, uh, where I was the director of sales in, in an organization in Florida and she was a stay home mom. And uh, we lived 10 minutes for 10 minutes from the beach. I love the beach. And I always <laughs> said it took the Lord to pull me away from the beach. Uh, but you know, there, there I am, you know, serving as uh, you know, the, uh, um, Sunday school teacher, director of Sunday school, and, you know, s- serving in various capacities in the church. And uh, my wife's stay home mom, and, you know, we're, we're mentoring our children and so forth. And uh, it just became very clear that I was being called away from that. You know, I, I initially I thought, yeah, you and me, Lord, here I am serving, you know, and that sort of thing. <laughs> no, it's, uh, uh, it was a call to do what I was doing in business, which is, you know, leading folks and, and mentoring them into into growing and being the best that they can be in business to mentoring and growing people to be the best they can be for the kingdom. And so uh, um, 
my wife uh, agreed to go back to work. We uh, we moved halfway across the country to Houston, Texas, where I went back to school. And uh, I was a stay-home dad for, uh, for the time I was going to seminary and uh, then uh, received a call to a pastorate. So, uh, okay. so there you have it. Well, and and when you went back to school, you didn't fool around. I mean, you excelled in studies. You were at the top of your class with a degree in biblical counseling, which I want to talk to you about. Uh, tell us a little, little bit more about your journey and involvement in that discipline alone before you got to the rest. The counseling Sure. Part, well, yeah. uh, in, in, in determining, okay, uh, you know, if, if I'm going to stand in the pulpit, if I'm going to communicate truth, I better, I better know what truth is. Mm. And so uh, uh, it, it was very clear that, uh, that I, I needed to, uh, to get some training there. And the, the second component is that, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to be discipling people, if I'm, if I'm going to be leading people to the Lord and then, and then teaching them to observe all that Jesus commanded, you know, as we see in the great commission, that second part that we mm-hmm. sometimes skip over. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I better I better understand what yeah. uh, what it what it means to uh, to disciple folks, and so uh, uh, in the in the undergraduate degree from College Biblical Studies, which uh, I, I know you, you you saw in my notes there that uh, that I teach some classes there now. Um, you know, this undergraduate degree in Biblical Counseling it, it just uh, is is an opportunity to to understand how how people struggle, you know, life is messy. You know, I was mm-hmm. listening a little bit to uh, the, the, the program right before this one. And, and yeah, I hear it all the time. Life is messy, yeah. you know? And so if people are below the waterline, you know, we, we need to help them. We need to help people understand, uh, you know, what they're, what they're going through and, uh, you know, help meet their physical needs, their emotional needs so that we can meet the greater need, the, the spiritual needs. So that undergraduate there and, of course, the, the Master of Divinity in, uh, in, in Biblical Studies, you know, I, I took every class that they had on, on Bible, you know, because, you know, and I'm kind of keyed on uh, hermeneutics or, or exegesis of, of passages and so forth uh, to understand how to draw the meaning out of the text and, uh, and communicate truth in an unabashed way there. And uh, ultimately, I didn't think I was uh, going to be called to, to go for the doctorate, but uh, uh, the Lord made that very clear as well. And it's in church administration, church leadership, and, you know, just uh, understanding what the administration and leadership of a church organization looks like, you know, sure. and that that translates, you know, in into my current role at, at corporate chaplains as a regional director. I mean, it's an overseer position, and uh, that's kind of what we do in the workplace at, at, at corporate chaplains. Well, I know how important in, in my personal life uh, uh, Christian counseling was. I, I did that for a couple of years as as I needed it <laughs> so and wanted it and and that jumped me right into a, a further walk with the lord uh let's talk about the 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 corporate chaplains of america um what's their role to chaplains everywhere i mean we all know uh maybe one or two or a few local uh chaplains uh in, in our sphere of of church or or um, occupational or whatever that may be, uh, do they, are they all, uh, do you do training? Do you do, what, what is this all about? Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll start at the beginning yeah. just to uh, give, give you perspective. Uh, most of us have heard of chaplaincy in the military, chaplaincy in the hospitals, chaplaincy in prisons and so forth. Mm-hmm. We do chaplaincy in the workplace. 
And like, like I said, life is messy, you know, and I mean, if you haven't dealt with some sort of a crisis or some sort of a stressful situation in the last year, I don't know what deserted island you're on, uh, but you know, they're, they're in, in, in the workplace. Uh, you know, we, we go into the workplace and, and we, we provide care in that way, you know, and, and for, uh, for us as, as, as corporate chaplains, uh, you know, people in, in, in organizations, we have, we all have struggles yes. and we all need someone to talk to. We all need someone to share uh, our fears with our, to share our struggles with, to share our joys with, you know, but the thing is in a, in a, in a workplace environment, it's hard to do because I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to share too much with your coworkers and you definitely don't want to share too much with, uh, with your bosses or your supervisors because you don't want to look weak. Yep. Right. So we just bottle it up, you know, and so forth. So, you know, with chaplaincy, what we do is uh, we we are the chaplain will stop by the workplace to offer help and encouragement. We call those rounds. They come by regularly. Uh, so if people have something they want to discuss, they want to talk to their chaplain or, you know, depending on the urgency of the need, uh, they can coordinate a place or time to meet with with this person. It's not limited to while they're there doing rounds. Might be on their break, might be at lunch, might be on the phone, might be on a Zoom call or, or, or what have you to do what we call care sessions, you know, and, and you know, whatever folks are struggling with. And on top of that, you know, I mean, if, if a crisis, Lord forbid, if a crisis occurs, you know, where we're not on site, mm-hmm. people can call the, the toll free number that, uh, that they get from their chaplain with their chaplain code. And that gives them immediate access to the chaplain on the phone. They're a phone call away, 24 7, 365. And uh, the commitment is to respond within uh, 10 minutes to uh, to that need. And the the service that we provide is not just for the employee. It's for their family. And it's not just for their family locally. We've got a network of chaplains all over the country. And so if, if a person has like a relative in, say, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and there's nobody else there and they happen to be in the hospital, well, we can deploy a chaplain to uh, to go visit that person if they desire uh, to, uh, to, to be with them and, and to care for them. And the thing is that, that with, with, with our chaplaincy, there, there's really three prongs to it. Number one, it's completely voluntary. In other words, the, the folks in the business and the organization, they don't have to talk to the chaplain. Chaplain's not there to beat them over the head with the Bible. They're there to provide care, to provide help, to, to provide help in you know, meeting physical and emotional needs with the hope of, of meeting the, the greater need, the spiritual need. Second thing, it's totally confidential. They don't share anything that this person shares with them with anyone, not mm-hmm. even me, not their not their their supervisors, not their coworkers. And so that's a safe environment where where they can share their their deepest, darkest, darkest secrets, knowing that it's totally confidential. And, and the third prong is it's totally free to the employee. It's not like, uh, you know, opting in for counseling where you have to do like a copay and you might be fearful that somebody might find out you opted in on your insurance, whatever. The chaplain's there. The chaplain's available 24 seven, 365. And it's totally free to the employee and and they do things like premarital counseling and marriage and family support and divorce care support spousal if there's spouse spousal child abuse uh, issues they can help counsel with that and get help financial budgeting matters planning you know funeral services courtroom visits you know hospice hospital you know serious illness depression addiction uh, suicide prevention 
uh, long-term grief support. I mean, you name it. We there's there's nothing we haven't seen, and so you know it's just an exciting opportunity to help. And you know, for the for the employer, you know, people say, well, how much is it? You know, it's not that, that expensive. But I would say it's free. Why? Because turnover is very expensive, and mm-hmm. the unproductive employee that's depressed uh, is not a productive employee. So I mean, you see in increased productivity, you see uh, a, you know a lower turnover rate, and a happier employee is a productive employee. So, uh, you know, that that's that's kind of who we are and what we do. But, uh, you know, ask me some other questions. I'm happy to answer. No, I, I think it's awesome uh, not knowing anything about the the association until now. Um, so if 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 uh, if a chaplain isn't available right away, we can call uh, probably a toll free number and get that service to us. Right. So what what happens is uh, the chaplain uh, goes there and does an orientation with the employees initially. And then as new employees uh, come in, then they do onboarding with the employees to help them understand how chaplaincy works. And the chaplain gives them a card. And on that card is an 800 number with the chaplaincy code. And what it does is it takes that message and and it calls that chaplain's telephone wherever they are. And the commitment that we have is 24 7, 365. That chaplain will get back to that person within 10 minutes. Wow. And if that person needs them to come to where they are, the commitment is we will do that. Now, of course, chaplains take vacations. So what we do is we, we, uh, we deploy a, uh, an alternate chaplain or myself as, as someone who can immediately uh, provide care and immediately respond to uh, to the employees. So yeah, I mean, you're getting a hold of your chaplain, your personal mm-hmm. chaplain that you may have a relationship with already. If there, Lord forbid, happens to be a crisis uh, with you or with a, a family member, that is so awesome, and I and I'm so glad to hear that it's marketplace based because uh, the problems that pop up day to day, sometimes hour by hour within the marketplace before things get out of hand or out of control uh, and they need help right away. And that, that is very, very significant as you're, you're already aware because you do this, but, but the fact that the fact that they are in that place uh, in the marketplace is so valuable uh, to everyone listening to this program right now, because I'm sure cubicle to cubicle, there's issues that pop up, daily, weekly, whatever that is, but there's always things where you, you don't, you can't go to the superiors. You need someone else to talk to. That's right. You know, and, and the thing about it is that it, it's easier to, to talk to someone that, 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 you know, is competent, that's trained. And you asked about, yeah, we have actually seven, seven different tiers of chaplaincy certification. So yes, they're trained in, uh, at, at various levels of, of certification, but knowing that, that someone that you have already developed a relationship with is competent and is confidential and is there and is available for you is it, it's, it can be a life-changing experience. It, it, it truly can. My goodness. So, uh, uh, you know, and as a as a pastor who has been, you know, hollering from the pulpit for 10 years, you know, it's never been come here. It's always been go make, um, you know, the, the, the church serves cer- certain functions, but there there are certain gaps that uh, that I feel like the uh, the 21st century American church is missing on. And, you know, and, and, and one of them is being Jesus with skin on, you know, I mean, yeah. we, we've got to go out where the people I'm are. I'm the only Jesus you're going to see today, right? 
Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, yeah. so, I mean, we've got to go out where the people are and we've got to we've got to be there, you know, in, in times of, of physical and emotional mm-hmm. needs. So, so that, you know, we can earn the right to meet that greater need, the, the spiritual need, like Jesus talked about with the parable of the swept house. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. And, I, and I'm I'm going to sh- I'm going to reintroduce because we're halfway through and I'm going to if you've just now joined us, uh, not from the beginning, but till just now. I'm speaking with uh, Dr. Douglas Brooks, Regional Director for the West of Corporate Chaplains of America, and we're having a discussion about chaplains right now. So welcome to the show. But, um, you know, you and I met through a marketplace ministry, right? Yes, we did, FCCI. FCCI. And uh, every Wednesday morning, at least uh, here in the Phoenix area, now there's a couple more, I think, but... but um, uh, we get to see each other at least uh, at least on that time schedule, and, and it's very, very much all about marketplace ministry. But I, I'm glad to hear this because I know I know chaplains that uh, you know they do they do weddings, they do some of them do their their niche is um, hospice care, which is a very special uh, uh, experience and. And, you know, there's there prisons. I've had prison uh, chaplains on this program before and never once did I hear anything about corporate chaplains of America. I'm just glad that there's this nucleus that they can even go to when they need help. Right. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. You know, and and our chaplains are are, are trained in all of these areas, you know, for uh, for hospice care for uh for uh, for prison ministry for folks that uh that are 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 in the hospital or need marriage counseling mm. uh doing doing funerals and, and you know care grief care yeah. uh depression uh any any of those areas that's that's what those certifications that I was talking and about And I'm glad are, you are, mentioned are suicide. Yes. Because during COVID uh the spikes were domestic violence suicide, uh, addictions, those were all spikes. And those are all people in when they take those problems they have outside of the marketplace into their work area. That's a huge explosion waiting to happen. So I'm just glad I'm just glad they're there. Absolutely. You know, and and uh, oftentimes uh, they fo- folks see that as as the only way out because they just really have no one uh, no one to share with and no one that they feel like cares you know and and to have to have someone in in your life that that you can open up to and and come alongside uh, oftentimes uh, can can quell that kind of a situation. We only have a couple of minutes left, and uh, but I, I do want to talk about real real quick here. In the last few minutes, um, your leadership in rural churches is a specialty for you. And just talk a little bit about that. Sure. And um, the, uh, the 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 thing that I wrote for my uh, my thesis is is entitled "An Organic Model of Leadership for the Traditional Church." Mm. And uh, you know, in in going into uh, to, to smaller churches and and leading. Uh, as you might imagine, uh, what you're dealing with is uh, lay lay people that are uh, that are there to serve, and having making making a you know a paradigm shift is, is what I would call uh, from the viewpoint of the pastor being the employee and the pastor being you know everything to everyone and 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 so forth, 
that's that's definitely a challenge that uh, I would say a, a lot of pastors where they're the only uh, compensated employee yeah. uh, there faces, you know, and to to bring folks full circle into understanding what is a Christian? You know, what's the Bible say mm-hmm. is a Christian? And then what does the Bible say is a church member? And what is church, you know, and, and, and training them up biblically for an understanding of what church is and then moving into the next phase, which is what is a disciple? Because, you know, we're all commanded to uh, to be disciples Amen. and ultimately, you know, the job description uh, of the pastor. And I would say the job description of the regional director for Chap- court chaplains of America is uh, to equip the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body to until uh, it's unified and and just unification and unity and so forth and what is a disciple what is a disciple maker and ultimately what is a disciple maker maker because we want to grow through that phase of being a christian being a, a church member connected to a body uh, being a disciple a follower of jesus you know, being a disciple maker so that we're, we're you're transcending into a uh, biblical addition and then ultimately being a disciple maker maker, which is what I call uh, biblical multiplication. Yeah. You know, and and th- those are the things that, you know, I, I've taken into the local church, but they're also things that I that I take into uh, corporate chaplains of America with the chaplaincy and, and helping people uh, cultivate uh, a, a an environment of unity and an understanding that we are the body. Thank you so much. And, and, you know, uh, in the, in the small churches where that one person is there, they're also worried about more worried about the money. Sometimes they get off track of those important other issues with your walk with the Lord and, and discipleship. But Doug, I want to thank you for being on the show today. This has just been so enlightening uh, for me, and thank you for being a chaplain, a pastor, <laughs> uh, a leader. In in the people, people now know where they can go to someone and talk about these these very very important issues. And I think this part, the, the small church in America, isn't it like a third of all the churches? It is indeed. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and the, the the thing I would leave with with everyone, uh, you know, when you talk about you know, worrying about the money or worrying about this or that is. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And if we do that, everything else will fall into place. God bless you, brother. You are a rescuer bringing hope to others. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, Art. Thanks so much. God bless. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM.